2: So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
0: Hi, my name's Bill. I'm a drummer. And this is what a lot of people think of when they think of a drum. A lot of the modern drum sounds that we're now hearing on the radio come from a snare drum, but they don't sound like this. Now listen to this.
1: Missy be putting it down. I'm the hottest round. I told your mother, y'all can stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm less than 20 rounds. And if you want me I'm not
2: Welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode. If you are listening right now on a Wednesday, you have made it halfway through the week. And as we always say, or I like to say, you can phone it in for these remaining couple of days of the week. It's totally confirmed with your boss. It's totally cool. Just phone it in. You are so close to the weekend. Uh, let me help you a little bit today. And don't worry, we're going to take a day off from Vanderpump Rules. I can't. I couldn't do it, folks. I couldn't do it. I have a lot of news stories about Vanderpump Rules, but that's going to be on Thursday's episode. We're going to talk about Billy Lee coming back into the, the, the thirst fold uh, of the Vanderpump past cast members needing a little by the way i feel like by friday we're gonna get a billy lee podcast not no i mean like her own podcast and i told you this by the way i told you this like a month ago i said i i think before god the end of the summer you will get a tom and tom podcast it'll be called the toms and um I, i have a feeling it was probably already in the works but i bet you'll get that um I just think you're gonna to have to wait a second but also I think it'll be one of those where they'll do four episodes and then they'll kind of just get lazy with it who knows but I'll talk about uh, Tom's new TMZ walk and talk we have some great guests for Thursday from another reality show that I'm digging over on the USA Network so we got them we got a bunch of news stories and then Friday of course is going to be Vanderpump Friday where there is a new episode tonight and I just I'm I'm. It It is fascinating, but it is so, so damn dark. Now, you know what is kind of dark, but this episode managed to be very entertaining was this week's Summer House. Now, Summer House has kind of turned into, once again, the redheaded stepchild of the binge drinker shows on Bravo. Um, and that's really kind of all we ever really wanted from Summer House was just Kids that would binge drink on the weekends. The The problem is that you're seven seasons in and they're not kids anymore, and we're at this weird, awkward phase of Summer House, like when you hit puberty and you start getting pimples and hair in weird places, where you are having new cast members come into the fold. And I think a couple of them are working actually, but it's wild because they're having to watch the dissolution of all of these actual relationships. And like I say, in today's podcast, real relationships are, and should be the bread and butter of any reality show. The audience can always sense when there's real relationships. If there are not real relationships, you do not have anywhere to go and you do not have anything to hang your hat on in which the audience can really go deep with you. And that's why I think we're so go into Vanderpump Rules right now. Um, now Summer House, we're watching the, the, you know, the failure of a friendship between Danielle and Lindsay, and the reason why it hurts so much to watch um, is because we know that they're truly friends. We know that there's a real relationship, so watching that relationship falter is kind of hard for the audience. I will say though, it is ridiculous how much it is hit over the head that these people don't like Lindsay. I say this every week. Now, just so you know, I do every recap of Summer House over on the Patreon. I'm putting this one on here today just to show you, hey, come on over to the Patreon. The, the water's fine. Come on over. It's patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. We, as of today, we did like I did four new episodes for the Patreon over the last couple of days. I try to put two out a week, but I was trying to make up for some, but it's a great community of people over there. It really is. We'll do a Q&A episode this week. So please, if you go on over there, if you're already a member of the Patreon, we call ourselves the baddies because we're adults. Um, is go ask any question that you want. It can be Vanderpump related. It can be me related. It can be you related. Oh my God, wouldn't that be insane if I did a self-help show, if I just started doling out advice, even though I have no place to give it, which really is a lot of the people that do that. They have no place to be giving advice. So yeah, man, ask personal questions. I'm ha- I'll am i break up with your spouse for you. I don't care. Uh, I'm happy to do anything. So uh, we're doing Summer House today. I think this is... A really great episode because it only took like eight or nine episodes to get to a good episode to get to where there is like a mass partying event for Kyle's 40th birthday. And by the way, there's a scene in here where Kyle flat irons his mullet. So, you know, that guy has his priorities right in order. That guy, that's the responsibility. It's like business in front, party in back. And you know, he's growing up because he's like, I want this to look nice. I need a flat iron. Like it's truly amazing. Uh, so this is just a really, really fun recap that I was losing my mind with, and I think those are always really good. And bonus points, it's not about Vanderpump Rules. So decompress with me, and this episode, I think you're going to have a good time. And remember, if you like the podcast, leave it five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I've got a lot of really great interviews coming up that I can't wait for you to hear. And I've got like I've got a lot of people that are like close to saying yes. And that is one of the, it's like just, you just kind of put all these little lines out in the sea, like a fisherman and hope somebody bites and there's some really good guests. So I'm trying to really You'll you'll, you'll hear, hopefully soon. So um, you guys have a great day. Like I said, it's Wednesday, so it is smooth sailing from here. I will talk to you bright and early on Thursday, where we'll have an interview. I'll do a bunch of pop culture stories. And then, like I said, Friday, Vanderpump Rules. I hope you guys are having a great week. And here it is, the recap of this week's Summer House, episode 10. Enjoy. Okay, folks, we got to talk about Summer House... This season, Season 7, Episode 10, we are up to Episode 10 now. I have just watched it today, and I am infuriated all over again about this show. Now, there are some positive things about this episode of Summer House. Uh, I have to say it's the first time I've actually enjoyed scenes that are not in the Summer House. Like, they had an extended scene at Lindsay and Carl's uh, $13,000 flipping apartment per month. What? They had what? We're we're paying these folks way too well. We're making these folks way too popular. If you can afford a thirteen, listen, hey, put me on. I'll cheat on a bunch of people. I'll call me Bailey of all. I'm ready, man. Thirteen thousand dollar a month apartment. Like I shouldn't have to be worried the whole episode if you can afford this. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> and that's that's the only benefit of like old school luxurious housewives, where you're like, I think they get a full- Well, we don't even get that anymore. We find out like Erica Jane's poor, Jen Shaw's going to prison for bilking people. I want rich people, Dan. <laughs> I, I want to see W2s right at the top of. <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> we need. We need to see at the beginning of every episode everybody's tax forms like okay is there has everybody declared the right things are we <laughs> can you imagine okay before i really enjoy how depraved you people are i need to make sure everything's on the up and up financially before i can truly enjoy this episode i mean i gotta tell you we are a half hour in we went to that apartment scene and i was like thirteen thousand. i was like literally, i literally go i was like i pulled out my trusty calculator i have an iphone so it has one on there not trying to brag i'm Pretty fancy myself, I guess. So I was like 13,000. And then I was like, how many, how many months are in a year? And then I had to look that up and I found out 12. And then so what this is like a math thing I learned in school. If you do 13,000 times 12, it's going to give you the number that they pay for their apartment in rent, in rent every year. Holy shit, you guys. It's $156,000 a year to live in that building. Plus I'm sure they have like a door guy. They have to like give a nice Christmas gift to a holiday gift, you know, like, so there's other, I mean, but, but I will say the view, did you not have an extended fantasy? Like I did of just drinking on that patio. Sorry, Carl. I know you're sober and I totally love, I mean, I truly love that for you, but I was like, God, it would be so nice Sun going down, Friday afternoon, going into the weekend, having a nice couple balcony drinks, maybe a nice martini, looking out over the beautiful buildings of New York. I really started. I was just, wow. Listen, I'm recording this on video too, but I look just horrific right now. So uh, obviously I cannot wait. I cannot wait to do this podcast in a studio, in my own studio someday. Like that's the dream. That's what we're working on. And that's the dream because anytime I go somewhere or I'm not always not doing it in the same place anymore. So I have to like put a lamp up to my face to give me some sort of lighting. And then it just, I, you, you guys podcasting is so hard. (laughs) No, but then I have to look at these. I'm looking at the image of myself doing this and I'm just like, who the fuck is that mom? You know, uh, who, who is that? I said a word. I wasn't supposed to almost said a word. I'm not supposed to say, but, you know, I just don't like looking at myself. So I'll catch a glimpse of myself ranting about Carl and Lindsay. And <laughs> I like, damn, uh, how are you guys? Are you good? Anyways, I found a lot to talk about with this episode. It is completely ridiculous. But there are a couple things that we can hang our hats on. And by hang our hats, I mean really delve into the minutiae of what is at play. Because we always say on this show or what we always say in real life is that Real drama comes from real relationships and we have a lot of real relationships on the show. We have a lot of fake ones too. and We have a lot, a lot of ones like newbies and things like that in this cast, but we have a lot of real relationships. One of those being Danielle and Lindsay, Danielle, Lindsay and Carl, Carl and Kyle. There's real relationships that have built over these seven seasons and in real life as well, because they hang out when the cameras are off and you can always tell that. So it really is fascinating, heartbreaking, all of the vibes, all of the feelings, all of the vibes. What the ah, What is wrong with me lately? All of the feelings, though, because you are able to recognize certain certain issues that you have in your own relationships, your own friend relationships. And I think that's where these shows succeed is when they can show us the reality of our realities, not just theirs, but we can actually take a little piece of that and sock it away For the next time we go through something like that, or it could potentially help us understand certain friend situations that have gone wrong. I mean, listen, I'm not I don't feel like I'm crazy when I'm saying you could see this Daniel Lindsay breakup friendship slowly happening. And I bet it's like probably made some people think about relationships that they don't no longer have or maybe like, oh, I miss my friend or Listen, I I might be watching these shows way too much. <laughs> like, you know what? It possibly could cure cancer. They, these shows, if you watch it close enough, they really have a healing, healing power in them. Uh, I'm not I'm not giving it too much weight. Not at all. Let's see here. Uh, Summer House episode ten. The uh, the the title of this one is called "Who Wears the Crazy Pants," and I think we know. I. I I, am I misreading this? Like who wears the crazy, crazy pants that meant, is that like a, a diss on Lindsay who wears the pants in the family? I don't know exactly what this title meant. And I feel like you guys, like I, I had Dumois on last week and she was saying, she was making me guess. And the answer I guess was white Lotus. And now that I think about it, it was obvious, but I was so tired. I didn't guess it. And I feel like this, this might be another one who wears the crazy pants. The title must be obvious and I just don't fully understand what it means. But this is the cable company description. Remember last week, the cable company description was just, Kyle turns 40, Lindsay and Danielle fall out. That was it. But this week, we get a little bit more from the cable company description. While Kyle Kyle's 40th birthday party comes to a dramatic end, I was like, oh my God, did Kyle lose his dick? Did he have a, did that Did that cowboy hat that he was wearing on his dick? Did it like completely cut off the dick circulation and it fell off? Now that I'm thinking about that, imagine Kyle without a dick. Wouldn't he be so sad? He would always be so bummed. He'd be like, I got no blood flow anymore. No blood flow down there. <laughs> Lindsay and Carl throw a housewarming party. Can you say housewarming if it's an apartment? How does that? What, there's got to be a different name for that. And Danielle arrives with baggage. And Danielle arrives with baggage. What a dark. Daniel arrives with baggage. She arrived with a bunch of gifts, but the cable company says baggage. So that is really deep right there in the description because Daniel is potentially arriving with the baggage of her feelings of her own relationship, her relationship with Carl and Lindsay, but arriving with baggage. That's a very interesting description. Uh, it says back in the Hamptons, Sam and Corey's flirtation heats up. Yeah, that means tonsil hockey, folks. Carl takes Danielle aside to clear the air. So this is a pretty good description of what we actually saw on tonight's episode or yesterday's episode. So we uh, do previously on Summer House because, remember, they know that we cannot remember. We have the memories of a little pea or an elephant. We just uh, we don't we can't remember things that that well. So they're going to let us know all the scenes of this whole season. We start off with Kyle going, I'm a humble 40 year old man. I want you all to see my little dick. And he, you know, that birthday, 40th birthday party last week. Um, and then we see a scene, uh, like a scene of Sam and Corey when they were flirting going to get those drinks and Corey was like I'm gonna take a shot no sorry <laughs> so yeah Corey says I'm gonna take a shot and spit it in your mouth and Sam literally you just like her leg just was just like Zoinks! legs open she is so into Corey she is so into Corey and Corey's like hey this might be this might be the start of a weird friendship no sorry so Sam goes, oh, this might be the start of a weird friendship. And Kyle's like, course, ah, sorry, you guys, I'm screwing up the names. The Summer House names, for some reason, are really hard for me. And I don't know why you have the Carl Kyle thing, which always confuses my brain when I talk fast. But then you have the, the newbies of like the Corey, Sam, Gabby, Chris. Anyways. Uh, Corey's like, I'm not going to be friends with you. <laughs> Cause Corey's a jokester. You guys, we see a clip of Chris awkwardly flirting with a bunch of women th- this entire season. Uh, we see a scene of Kyle to Carl of like, uh, you know, Kyle's like, Hey, I haven't been around you and Lindsay. It's really beautiful to watch, which I'm like, yeah, so beautiful that you've made shit of them for the entire season. Uh, and Carl telling Kyle, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to propose to Lindsay by the end of the, in the end of the story. And you can tell, you know, Kyle's mullet just got sadder on that, but he's like, Oh, amazing. Then we had that scene with Paige and Craig. And where Paige like was like, please don't bring up anything hard. I'm going to miss my family. (laughs) And it shut Craig right up, man. Paige, Paige's default to tears will be studied someday by the government. It is a very powerful negotiating tactic. You cannot – I mean, it's really true. And by the way, I said this on last week's recap on the Patreon or today's recap on the Patreon that I did late. Was that I was like, this is such a tactic. And then she fucking even says it. She says it in the first scene. She was like, LOL. (laughs) I got you, Craig. (laughs) She is somebody that uses tears to her advantage. I don't want to do a blanket statement and say all women do that. But it seems like Paige is very comfortable and very good at it. Um, Then we go to that Lindsay and Danielle fight where we ended last week's episode. Where... They pulled each other and this is all stemming from the girls night where they went out and, and Lindsay felt like Danielle was like, just like, just way too harsh on her about their friendship. And, you know, Lindsay has said, I'm willing to take half of the responsibility, but she's got to take the other half. So they're sitting out at Kyle's 40th and, you know, Danielle is like, why don't you ever ask me a goddamn question about me? Like, don't act like I've got it all figured out, Lindsay. And Lindsay's like, are you struggling? Do you need a hug? I'm going to give you a hug, which is sounds so condescending the way she did it. Are you struggling? Do you need a hug? I'm going to give you a hug. Come on. hug, hug, hug. And she's like, I'm going to give you a hug. I'm giving you a hug. I'm coming in for the hug. I'm giving it. And that's where we start this this week's episode. And she's hugging Lindsay. She's hugging Danielle. And Lindsay's just like looking towards the camera, just like totally despondent. And Lindsay's like, listen, you don't ask you. If you don't ask, you don't know. And Danielle's like, you don't ask. You don't know. And Lindsay's like, I love you so much. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Danielle's like, I love you too. (laughs) And, um, and, and they're all saying, I love yous and I'm sorry. And Danielle says, listen, I really need a best friend sometimes. And Lindsay goes, "I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And, Danielle's like, yeah, because you're not asking. I would drop everything for you, Lindsay. I hope you know that. And Lindsay's like, so would I. Danielle, I'm sorry. So Danielle then goes, You'll try to be better. And Lindsay's like, Yeah, I'll try to be better. Will you try to be better too? And Daniel says, Yeah. And I'm like, end the show right here. We've got it. We've got got people making up. I love it. This is perfect. Let's end it right here and just call it a day. But we keep going in this episode. And Lindsay admits, goes, I know I talk about myself a lot, but I'm going to do better to ask about you. Because that was one of the things that Danielle wants to be asked about. So Lindsay, as a friend, is taking a mental note. I'm going to ask about you. And Danielle goes, that's all I wanted to hear. And, uh, Lindsay goes, yeah, we just had to cry and break down to get better, you know? And, and Daniel's like, at least we didn't have to go to a therapist. (laughs) And Lindsay goes, well, I'm still going to talk to Roseanne, which I guess is her therapist about this, which I'm like, Lindsay in therapy. Hell yes. But make a mental note right there. Make a mental note, Lindsay in therapy. That means somebody working towards something with their self, right? They're actively looking at their own behavior. So, Lindsay, in this scene, I see her listening to Danielle, and I love Danielle. I really do. But there are some things I'm even confused about at this point. Like, I understand a lot of what Danielle says, but there's a whole fraction of it now that I'm starting to go. It is getting a little weird. And also, Lindsay is an extreme personality, and Danielle knows that more than anybody else. She knows that more than anybody else there. And she has always loved her best friend, Lindsay. Always, So it's one of those weird things of like, well, Lindsay is still being Lindsay. She's just Lindsay with Carl. And Danielle is right, but also it's a harsh place to grow from, realizing that she might need more from the friends in her life. I think that is something that she is definitely realizing right now, and she's starting to verbalize it. So, of course, it's uh, I mean, my my thought is, of course, this is going to be awkward and sloppy because Danielle has never really asked for more in her life, not just with Lindsay, but potentially from other people, because it seems like she's not forced Robert in any sort of way either to do anything in their relationship. She lets Robert work as many hours as he wants, appreciates what he does for a living. I think potentially that's something if Danielle is in therapy or will ever be in therapy to focus on of why do I expect so little for myself, but I want so much for all of my friends. And I think there's just this, uh just this real, so much is happening right now in her life that all of this is just kind of just splattering everywhere, potentially in her mind. And it's coming out in her behavior. And Lindsay, something like that, is an easy person. Not easy, but she's starting to stand up to her. And we don't know about what happens with Robert and if she eventually stands up for herself. But we do know that they're not together any longer. So anyways, they're uh, they're going, I love you. I love you, too. Oh, my God. You know, if they were really made up, they'd be like, girl, I love that dress on you. I love that dress on you. And Lizzie goes, listen, if you have issues with me, just tell me. So they're stating something very simple. It's kind of like um, I talk about this on tomorrow's episode with Billy Lee and Ariana and Ariana unfollowed Billy Lee on Instagram. Billy Lee, you remember her, the cast member of Vanderpump Rules, because Billy Lee hung out with Tom like a couple times now and has been photographed each time. Because I will say photographers are following these people everywhere. So Billy knows she's going to get phot- uh, photo photographed and stuff. But Ariana stated very simply and easily to a lot of her friends, to all of her friends, especially that were involved in Vanderpump Rules, said, hey – I totally appreciate your relationship with Tom, or if you want to have one, I just do not want to be having a relationship with you. Then that's just like a, a very simple thing right now. I don't want to be around you. I, you know, I'm going to protect myself and my healing journey. And she told that to everybody and Billy Lee decided not to respect that, which is totally fine. That's Billy Lee's uh, thing, but Billy Lee knew that and waited until Ariado was at Coachella, which I find funny, but also just kind of like weird. And then she released a press state released release a statement to entertainment to I just thought it was completely ridiculous. But Ariana stated a simple, simple request. And this is what Lindsay has done is this is what Lindsay has done as well. Just, hey, if if you got to have a problem with me next time, just please talk to me. Please talk to me. And I was like, that's you can't state, you know, you're allowed to state things that will help you in this world. Uh, we cut to, uh, Kyle telling Corey, Hey, I, t- I almost totally, I totally ripped off my, my hat off my dong, bro. <laughs> then we see Chris continually giving shots, uh, of liquor in people's mouths. By the way, it's always girls. I do want to say Chris could potentially make these girls be over drinking like he's just pu- every time they do it. They do it multiple shots of, of, of him or just pouring liquor into girls mouths, which is just like maybe start off with a hi. Hello, my name is Chris. You never know. It could work. Uh, then we see Gabby asking Sam, go, Yo, did you make out with Corey or no? We see shots of Corey interspersed and Sam's like, no, I just, I don't want to get rejected. And Gabby's like, girl, he is not going to reject you. And Sam's like, I just want to, I want him to make the first, first move. And then she's like, he is so hot, Gabby. He's so hot. I'm normally not weak, but he has got some sort of power over me. And I feel, I feel like. If he's got some sort of power over me. I love that Corey's big dong power. He wears a pearl necklace and all of a sudden it's hypnotizing girls right and left. Like I, I have a feeling too. Like I I watched the Watch What Happens Live afterwards with um with Sam and Lindsay and Carl and Corey were in the audience and they're full full bloom in terms of a relationship. They went official, they Sam, Sam, this podcast was one of the first places Sam announced that, and that was I didn't even believe it. I thought she was joking, but good. This is the kind of energy we need because if we we're going to have the really deep intensity of friendships breaking up, like Carl, Kyle, and Danielle, Lindsay, we also need some of the insanity of youth, dicking down each other, <laughs> people getting dicked down, of people making, you know, like we need that young energy. If that girl's a mini Lindsay. Bravo needs to invest in her right now. This is a smart move on all of their parts. Uh, It really is. You're like, okay, now, uh, you know, the, the summer house, the new generation, it is becoming more, coming more into focus when you kind of think about their relationship. Because at the end of the day, no offense to Corey, he's a dude on Bravo. So eventually I feel like he's going to make some bad decisions. And you guys know what I mean by that. So I'm like, invest heavily in this couple. I mean, if you like tragic things, because the track record ain't good for guys on Bravo. We know Carl is not going to be cheating anytime soon. I don't think Carl will. I think Carl, once he sets his mind to something, he's like, nope, this is the feeling. I'm going to do this. I'm very excited to just be with Lindsey Hubbard. It's 8.53 p.m. The summer house is still going off. People are jumping in the pools. This is what I like to see out of my summer house. You know, it's like chocolate and peanut butter together. We can have an intense discussion over here, but we can get naked and jump into pools and like, woo, rip it in Karen. Let's send it off. Corey jumps in the pool and Craig's in the pool and Corey grabs Sam in the pool and he's like, they're about to start making out but he's doing that annoying thing where he's like about to kiss her and then he pulls back. He's like, you want it so bad. Pulls back. You want it so bad and they they start making out and i'm like okay okay here we go here we go we finally got a make out and a talking head sounds like we've been almost kissing all day and he's finally sealing the deal finally like what a pussy they all keep jumping into the pool i'm like how big is this pool gabby by the way did you notice was she was being held by luke gulbranson in the pool which by the way Luke Gulbrinzen is now supposedly dating, uh, Tasha Adams from The Bachelor. And she was in Lindsay's photo. They were holding hands and then Lindsay realized she wasn't supposed to put that picture in and, and, and took it down, cut them out and put it back in, which is hysterical. But we already all saw it. So I'm like, Luke, Luke is rebounding from, uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. Ashley Darby with uh, the Bachelor franchise, which, by the way, if that relationship doesn't work out and Bravo doesn't want to step out and work, step up and work with Luke more. What about Luke Gulbranson for The Bachelor? What about that? Could you imagine he brings his guitar? He's like, he's like, I'm going to date anybody that loves my singing. Let's go. You're like, I would love to see that. Um Chris, by the way, is even making out with a girl. You know, it's a good party when Chris, the guy with like dad jokes at the wazoo, actually gets a girl to make out with him. Kyle's 40th birthday cake is coming out from Amanda. Corey and Sam are still kind of kissing. Amanda is like, everybody's singing happy birthday. And Kyle's like, you guys want a speech? Aw, oh, babe, thank you for everything today. Let's party. The only thing this is missing is some kind of like 80s jam- like a Ramon song. I would love to have that vibe sometimes where they always do these like kind of shitty, fake, hip-hop-y songs, but I would love a little bit of rock and roll. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Like I truly deserve- uh, what I would like is like the Ramones to license their songs to summer. <laughs> <laughs> um. okay so uh, Sierra's dancing uh, everybody's just having a good time and Paige is like I'm gonna go change into sweats which Paige just by the way I did I was really trying to think about this because Paige is you know she like she would love to have a bed or a couch sewed to her actual body and I kind of I'm okay with that because girls like I I like I'm tr- I like that Paige really knows herself, if that makes sense. And the thing that she likes the most, it seems, is comfort, which also kind of opposes against because she really likes the girly stuff and like fashion and what to wear and things. But it feels like she's always the first to get on a couch, a bed and changing the sweats. And that's, she contains multitudes. <laughs> so it's, it's just a quick, we have four boxes up on the screen. Boop, 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 boop. Um, Oliver comes into Maya's rooms like, Hey, babe. I always forget Oliver and Maya actually exist lately. I want, I, I just. Maya's taken such a backseat on this season and the moments she has had haven't been like stellar because the one was pulling Sam aside to tell her she talks too much. And I guess I'm just wanting more from Maya and, you know, it's like – and the Oliver relationship – It's it it must not be as interesting of a relationship to Bravo because they don't really cover it except to like have him there like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Like, that's it. There's not really any deep conversations that are caught. I'm not saying they don't have them, but we're never shown them. And I don't understand why. If you're going to cast somebody as a cast mate, well, then focus on their lives a little bit. And I feel like we don't get that as much. And that's frustrating. It's frustrating for me. I would like to actually see more of what Maya's life actually looks like. Um, so, uh, then, uh, Danielle is drunk on the phone and she's calling, uh, Robert, she's like, Bobo, Bobo, pick up, pick up. He doesn't pick up. She's like, I'm in bed, drunk. Good night, Bobo. Good night, Bobo, 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 Lindsay is in the room with Carl. We can't see Carl. He's out of camera frame. And he's like, she's like, babe, I'm tired. We see everybody going to sleep. Danielle is sleeping on the bed. Chris is on the other bed. Um, Kyle is hammered in his all his costuming glory from his birthday. And he's like, dude, this place is demolished. Yeah, he's saying this by himself. I'm like, okay, Kyle monologue scene. I was waiting so desperately for him to um, start eating. You know, he, he's like a he's like a night eater. He likes to. He, I I appreciate this as a night eater myself. He likes to wait for everyone to go to bed and then he starts snacking. But he's like, oh. he's like he goes. I wish. I kind of wish I was just laying in bed right now. And he's talking to himself and he's like, okay, I'm going to go cuddle my wifey. Okay. Night. (laughs) Night, Kyle. (laughs) Corey, by the way, pops into a room. He's like, where's Sam? And Craig's like, she's been sleeping with five other people. And Paige is like, are we going to watch Paddington or what? And Corey's like, is that a child's movie? And Craig's like, you picked Minions last night to watch. And Corey's like, I didn't pick shit, dude. I, (laughs) it's hysterical. The Craig, like I always say, he's like a Disney princess. He's like, what child's movie can we fall asleep to? And I hear that Paddington is a great movie. I'm not going to, re- because I I really do hear it's a special movie, but it doesn't stop there. Craig's into Minions. Craig's into, like, he talked about it in his book, Love and Disney. Nothing wrong with Love and Disney. I just cracks me up. Craig is definitely the most sensitive person in that relationship. But Corey's like, fuck no, dude. I didn't pick Minions. You pick Minions, you dick. Next day, it's the morning. Back at the house, 721 a.m. The backyard is thrashed. There was a party here. The only thing missing from this is you'd love Sheena Shea to show up because the iconic first wedding that Sheena had with Mike Shea, where she made all the guests clean up the next day so she could get her deposit back. Like, that's what we need. We need Sheena Shea energy right now. Amanda is in the bed with Kyle. Amanda's like, let's go home so we can lay on the couch. And Kyle's like, I don't feel good. I love that because I was like, finally, I see one of these motherfuckers have a hangover. I love it. I hope it hurts. Cause when I drink, it hurts now, and I want other people to feel my pain. You, you, uh, you play, you pay. That's, that's it. <laughs> but also, I think part of getting to be an adult. The sad reality of that is you just go from one laying down position to try to get to the next laying down position as quickly as you can. How can I leave this bed at the summer house and get to my bed in New York or my couch as quickly as possible? Sure, we're going to have a detour and use a seat in the car in the interim, but I'm wanting that couch. So I wanted to move from the bed to the seat, to the couch, to the bed again. And that's just what it is as adults. And you have some food, fun, love, kids, potentially somewhere in the middle of that. But it's all literally going from seated place to laid place to seated place to laying place. Um, Also, we see Maya waking up and it's like it didn't even look like Oliver was with her. It didn't look like they were in bed together. And Danielle says, oh, God, my wakes up. She's like, my back and my ass even hurts. Paige in their room asks Craig, can you rub my back, baby? I'm hungry. I want a bagel. And Corey says from the other room, shut up, Paige, which I was like. Corey, are you my favorite? (laughs) Um, Paige is like, I don't like Corey and I don't want him around our eventual children. Like, Paige probably doesn't get made fun of a lot, so that's kind of funny to see. We see Sam talking to Gabby, and Sam is still talking about how hot Corey is. Like, he's so hot, Gabby. It was like he was grown in a lab just for me. Uh, Back to Craig. Craig tells Corey, I'm glad you hit it off with her. You were, like, inseparable. And Corey says, yeah, but I was kind of, like, ignoring her. (laughs) She would try to make out with me, bro, and I would just pull back. And Craig's like classic bro <laughs> this is how guys are this is their idea of romance of like i withheld bro. so amazing i totally withheld yeah bro you did our fraternity proud um i uh, you can just tell they love being guys like that together like dude i pulled the uh two and th- <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the two in the pink one in the sink last night, bro. Yeah, butt stuff. Guys, night. Um We go downstairs and Chris is making a Spanish breakfast. He lets us know. Um, Amanda tells Kyle, hey, you'll never be able to throw me a party like that. And Kyle's like, maybe when you turn 40. And Craig goes, Paige is turning 30 this this uh, coming up. And Paige is like, you're turning 35, dude. And I was like, wait, what? I thought Craig was way older than 35. And I don't know if that's bad or sad or what that is, but I just, I was like, what? Paige in a talking head goes, I love that we can talk about our feelings, me and Craig. And I'm thrilled that I now know I'm not getting proposed to anytime soon. And listen, if, if girls, for all you people out there listening to me in my situation, if a guy is trying to propose to you and you want to get out, just start crying. And I'm like, this is what I'm, she admitted it. She fully fucking admitted it. She did that as part of a way to get out of that. And I thought that was amazing. Chris is serving his Honduras breakfast. Everybody is chowing down. Where's Luke? Did Luke not get to stay over the night? They were like, cast members only. Everyone likes it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe Chris doesn't work on the show, but maybe somewhere House can just have a chef. And Chris could be that chef where he just makes meals for the summer house and like, you know, tells some dad jokes. If he's at a party he can go around, serve appetizers, hit on girls, it'll be fine. Maya says, uh, Chris, I saw you talk to multiple women's at the the party uh, last night. Do you like any of them? And he goes, yes. And we hear Gabby in the background. I swear to God, she says, I cannot stand that man. I swear to God that's I mean, unless I just misheard that. And they're like, okay, well, do they have names? Do the girls have names? And he goes, yeah, denim one, denim two, and pin. Uh, Carl says, well, is this the first uh, kind of action you got all summer? And it was like, damn, Carl. And Miles, is like he woke up and chose violence. Lindsay says, hey, friendly reminder, housewarming. Everyone is invited. Even Corey, everyone's invited to the housewarming on Wednesday. And it's and then Carl's like, it's also Lindsay's birthday as well. Everybody 1035 a.m. It's still trashed out there. Kyle goes outside. He's like, it's hot. People are moving slow. They even broke like the big pot that had the flowers in it. They broke. broke. Broke that. Um, Danielle is FaceTiming Robert. He finally picks up and she's like, hello. And Robert's at the beach. I guess he's cooking, doing his chef thing on the beach. I don't know. And Danielle's like, We missed you this weekend. And he's like, I missed you. You know, and I miss Kyle. She goes, hey, will you be able to make it for Lindsay and Carl's housewarming on Wednesday? And he's like, oh, I can't, babe. I'm doing a tasting menu that night. It's crazy. And like, OK, four boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. OK, we do see Oliver is there. Sorry, I got to sneeze. Bless me. Yeah, sorry, you guys. Sometimes I just got to sneeze. It feels so good. What's what's the worst feeling, though? I get allergies so much out. The worst thing is when you get that sneeze and you don't get the release and you're like staring into a light bulb or the sun and it still doesn't come and you know, you, ah, it's the worst feeling in the world. Anyways, um, so uh, Paige says, oh, my butt muscles hurt. Like everybody's butt muscles hurt. And they're like, did you ride the bull? So it might have been from the bull. But I want to thank Craig and Paige did butt stuff. Nice one, Craig. High five. I'm one of your frat bros. They're packing up the cars. Everybody's like, this was nice. And I I agreed as a viewer. I was like, this was nice. I like this party very much. Sam now is talking to Corey. and It's like, "Um, when are you going back up to Charlotte? And are you maybe are you going to go to the housewarming? And he's like, I'll let you know. Oh, uh, you know, if I'm around, maybe we can get a drink or something. And I like Sam calls him on it. It's like, oh, real cute way to ask a girl out, Sam says. And then we get the first commercial break. Summerhouse will return in 60 seconds. I always love that. Like that minute little catch up where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to fast forward. I'm going to give myself these 60 seconds to look at my phone. And, and then we'll write back into it. Now, if it's a four minute commercial break, I'll be like, ah, I got to fast forward. I'm not going to give it. But the 60 seconds is nice. New scene. We're in the city. We go to pages apartment and basically this is a scene with Sierra and uh, Sierra, Paige, and Amanda and they're talking about this is a scene around Amanda's fertility journey. Uh, Paige is making a charcuterie board, which is the official snack of Bravo charcuterie board, charcuterie boards. Um, and Sierra ordered these tests to help find more information about what Amanda's dealing with in her fertility journey, because they know that Amanda wouldn't do it herself. And coming from Sierra, who is a medical professional, uh, they're worried about Amanda's weight loss on top of not having the period for an extended amount of time. I'm I'm like, I'm so lost in some of these conversations because I'm obviously not a woman body wise, emotionally and spiritually I am. But I, I, you know, so this is fascinating, but it shows how much women have to go through in terms of their um, their reproductive health. You know, just it's so much more than men have to go go through. And it's very scary, I would imagine. But anyways, they're all going to do their test together. Amanda comes over. And Amanda's like, what an interesting place we are in our lives that this is what we get together to do now. Uh, she has not had the period for such an extended period of time that she's due for another doctor's visit, but she hasn't gone back yet. So they're doing these like tests to kind of determine, I think, more about the fertility. So all three women are doing it. They're like doing drops of blood, which I'm like, what is this? Like a, a witch's, which is coven? Is this yellow jackets? What are we? We're bloodletting now on this show. Um Amanda's like, thanks for doing this. I would have done this on my own. And Sierra's like, no, you wouldn't have. And they all laugh at her. I love that they called her out. Like, no, you... By the way, this is a good example of friendship. And by the way, even if it was just for the show, you know, just for a plot line on the show, this is a good plot line to have. It's a good reminder that uh, women and all of us should get our medical... Shit taken care of. Like, I like, even with my knee lately and with other things that I'm dealing with, it's a reminder. And my mom always says this is that we have to be our best advocates when it comes to um, our medical care because the system is so taxed in terms of how it's used and there's so many doctors involved and things get missed. So you really, and this is like for, for me, somebody that's not on top of a lot, it is so scary because, but you really do like my, 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 it's been a full-time job for my mom over the last couple of years and she has books just, you know, and especially, and it's just so fucked up because, There's not one system where everybody is using it feels like, and there's so many doctors involved and and information can get missed or it just, it's, the system is just too taxed, but that's why you really got to be your own best advocate. I swear to God, this isn't some kind of commercial. I'm Ryan for low cost health insurance. If you could just sign up right here, I'm going to make sure all. Yeah, by the way, I'll do it folks. I'll be your best advocate. Ryan Bailey. So bad. It's good. Um, so we're back in the big city. It's Wednesday night. It's Carl and Lindsay's apartment. We see the rad house neon sign. Carl Radke, hub house. Very cute. And Lindsay's like, how are you feeling, babe? And he's like, sad day. I, uh, I hate that this day is also your birthday. And she's like, my birthday can take a second, you know, can take second seat to this. And Carl lets us know and reminds us that August 11th will always be the day when he found out his brother had passed away. It's also the same day as Lindsay's birthday. It's now two year, uh, the two year anniversary at this moment. And, you know, after she's like, after the, he goes, after the feelings, the feelings don't go away. Um, but it's good that we use Lindsay's birthday to celebrate something positive coming out of this, this friendship. And hopefully our friends all around us can support us tonight. And Lindsay says, my therapist says that I have the best gift of all. You, I've been searching for you for 35 years. And, you know, that is the only thing that matters. And I'm like, these nerds really fucking love each other. Like, I mean, they're, they're not perfect. Nobody is, but they really are in this schmoopy. I love you, schmoopy, schmoopy. They really, really love each other. Um, And Carl's like, it's a heavy day, babe. It's a heavy day. And this relationship, she goes, I love just having – Sorry, Carl says, I love just having you here with me, Lindsay. Two years ago on this day, God knows what would have happened if you had not been there. And now we have this life together, this cool apartment. Look at this cake we have. And Lindsay's like, look at Wesley Stripes, the zebra that they call Wesley Stripes is there. Uh, What if the zebra started talking? You'll always have me, kids. (laughs) I'm Wesley Stripes. (laughs) Uh, that he turns into a demon, obviously, by that laugh I did. Uh, Lindsay asked Carl a tough question. Do you think your brother would be proud of the man you are today? And he's like, I hope so. And he starts to get, you know, he starts to tear up. How would you not? It's a very emotional thing talking about his brother. And I remember like, that's another thing. Summerhouse two seasons ago caught that moment. And it was so powerful. It was so upsetting. And I believe that was the pandemic season, if I'm not mistaken. And. You know, it started off because Lindsay was getting calls for her birthday, if you remember that. And Carl walked into her room after finding out. And he's like, Carlito, what's wrong? You know, and it was just very, very emotional. And by the way, uh, I will say this from a production standpoint. Hats off to the production for not flashing back to that scene. I can still remember it. And it says, you know, it shows a lot of – maturity for a show to not go to that because they fucking will cut away like to five minutes ago and remind you what you just saw they always do that and i want to point out that they didn't with this and i think that was definitely by design um they're not reveling in this or trying to you know but like but i also think we remember as an audience those moments so hats off for not using it i thought that was a really really mature decision on behalf of the production and I, i could be wrong but i don't think i am um So he's like, you know, I hope that my brother would be proud of me. I know he's proud of me. He's up there protecting me and keeping an eye on me. And I wish he got to meet you. I didn't even know that his brother never got to meet Lindsay. And he goes, he inspired me to want to have a family. I want to build something with you. And this is the direct result of a massive wake up call. And I have to, uh, I have to trust that everything happens for a reason, you know? And she's like, I love you so much. And he's like, I love you so much. Smooby, It's very, it's very cute, actually. And it really is that thing of like somebody that just always has your back. Always has your back. We cut to Danielle, first one to come to the party. Sit with there. She was like flowers, gifts. She brings us like weird sheep thing, which is very cute. And Lindsay goes, holy sheep. And, uh, she's like, I just thought Wesley S- stripes needed a buddy. They're all laughing and they're like, Oh my God, this spread, this place looks fantastic. Happy housewarming. The card reads from Danny and Roberto. Um, we see a more life framed photo. Cause Carl always, you know, said more life. Lindsay says, uh, let's, uh, let's go get a cocktail outside. And they have a, this is what the terrace is fucking amazing. It is so, so beautiful. It is like a full bar out there, and they're like, "This is so so nice." And I was so, oh, I loved this so much. I want to, uh, I, I really want this to. Um, sorry, I'm gonna take. I would love to drink on this terrace for real. It was like so nice. Um, sorry. Uh, so then Kyle uh, comes into the apartment. Everybody's coming in. It's big. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Kyle, I guess was going to text Carl about something and may- maybe the, uh, maybe he's going to, I don't know, but he decided to, to do it in person. I'm not sure what that exactly meant. And, uh, they, uh, see the office slash workspace, all of the, by the way, there's a cardboard cutout of Lindsay Hubbard in the office. And Paige is like, that is the most Lindsay thing in Lindsay's life, having a cardboard cut out of herself. And I'm like, Paige, you'd probably have a cardboard cut out of yourself too. The people that don't like each other on these shows and in real life, you really realize there's more commonalities to them than there are differences. Because also I think what annoys sometimes about you know, like I think sometimes Paige might get annoyed at Lindsay because Paige herself has Lindsay tendencies herself. And I think potentially Paige doesn't like those things about her own self. If that makes sense. Um, whoa, look at the big brain on Ryan. I'm probably totally wrong. Um, Danielle, she teases and Lindsay's like, see, this is what you're missing out. Not living in the city. She tells, uh, Danielle that today is the anniversary of Curtis's death uh Carl's brother. Paige, uh, we're cutting back and forth. And Paige loves, by the way, the closet organization and they're very organized. Paige goes, I love to see it. We'll be back to the show in just one second. But now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week we have a brand new sponsor. And I am so I am so happy about this sponsor because I dig them so much. Their name is Quince. That's Q U I N C E. And they have some of the coolest, classiest clothes that I've seen on any online store. I was like, are you kidding me? I finally get to dress like a champion? They say shopping for clothes is a compromise, because it often feels like I have to choose between saving up for an expensive luxury piece, which I'm trying to do as I get older, and so far I have just one really nice jacket. (laughs) But you also then find yourself settling for cheap fast fashion items that won't last. But now, since I have elevated my closet with quince... Things are starting to take a turn. And I'm going to tell you about what I got in just one second because I am so over the moon. But I want to let you guys know I'm a guy, obviously, amazingly deep voice, but their women's clothes are incredible. I showed my sister last week in Arizona. Her and my niece, Addison, were in love with this. And she was like, can you get me a discount? And I was like, no, please buy something. It helps the show. Hopefully that's going to come through, (laughs) but I'm telling you, if you go to the website, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about immediately. So with Quince, I can get high quality, timeless pieces. You can get high quality, timeless pieces without paying that luxury price tag, because let's not joke around. Money is scarce these days, and you gotta spend it on pieces that are awesome, that are durable, that will last you, and that will never go out of style. Quince offers a range of must-have items, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater for only $50, 100% European linen pants for $40, luxurious mulberry silk skirts at $60, not to mention $50 Italian leather bags and 14-karat gold jewelry $30. from thirty dollars, so all their prices are fifty to eighty percent less than similar luxury brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in your closet forever. So this gets my complete personal endorsement. Now, you know what I You know that line in that movie, as good as it gets, with Jack Nicholson. He tells Helen Hunt, "You make me want to be a better man." Quince makes me want to be a better dresser you know like i'm like damn i would look good in these potentially it is time for upgrades it's time for me to get back out there in the real world and not just sit behind a computer all day and with quince i would be proud to be seen by people without my basketball shorts on now these are the items i got from quince they came pretty much within a week of me ordering them and they are awesome okay so you want to hear what i got uh, I was able to get two things and I got a double brushed stretch over shirt jacket. It is like Navy blue and it's cool. Cause it's like, I like cover ups, you know, just, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm shy, but I love like, you can wear it with a t-shirt, you can uh, button it up and it kind of looks like this cool shirt. But then if you unbutton it kind of like almost like a thin jacket and it just like the material is so, so like, it just. It's really nice material, and you can tell it is very, very durable. That's not all, folks. You, you you know your boy loves a jacket, right? Well, I got I got a jacket and I am ecstatic with this. I'm trying to find the actual description of the jacket because you gotta you gotta hear about it. Okay, yeah, it's the 100 uh, percent European linen blazer, also navy blue. This thing, European linen folks. Your boy is worldwide. But I'm telling you, this thing is classy. Once again, you could wear it with a t-shirt. You could wear it with a light button-up. It You could. It is a perfect light jacket for summer that's like a little classy. You know, if I went to Buc-a de, be- Buca de Beppo, Dorit's room, I think it's perfect to wear there or any kind of summer event where you need to be a little bit more upscale. And the price on this is the right price. Trust me. I am so thrilled that these guys are my sponsor. And I need you all to go and just look at the website because I don't even think I have to sell you on it. I think the website will sell you on it, but I want everybody to get something. I mean, I think this is potentially a gift to you as well. Um, But I will say when I saw these, I got a little nervous because I was like, oh my God, these got to be really, really expensive. And then it turned out it was stuff that I could afford. And I was like, no way. Why have I ever been shopping elsewhere? Um, And like they say, the the price is a fraction of what you expect and totally impressed with the quality. Um, So I bet you're wondering how they do it. I was wondering how they do it. Now, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings, you guessed it, on to you. And what's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. That's very important. And premium, eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So you and I can feel good about getting high-quality items that last longer. Now, this is the most important part of this message. Shop with Quince today and discover the affordable luxury you deserve. Right now, go to quince.com slash so bad and you're going to get free shipping. And you also have 365 days to return um, sorry, 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash so bad q u i n c e that's free shipping 365 day returns quince.com slash so bad that is going to be in the show notes as well all week long. So you were going to be hearing about quince all week long folks and I am actually happy to have you hear about it. So now back to the show. Lindsay asks Danielle, um, back outside, I want to ask you, Danielle, about how are you? And Danielle goes, we're good. And Lindsay goes, no, no. How are you doing? Exactly like she wanted her to. And this shows that Lindsay was listening, but also it is funny. You know, (laughs) Danielle goes, oh, wow. Whoa. My nipples just got hard. That's amazing. But it is funny that she didn't even recognize it offhand because she's so used to not getting asked that. Um, so uh, they're like, OK, OK, uh, let's, uh, you know, Danielle's scrambling, I think, probably. How do I feel right now? How how do I feel? Um, she's like, I have a lot going on at work. Um, so it's really that's rough. But then also Roberto Roberts, he has so much stress at his work. And it um, it, it, it sometimes I pick up on that stress and it really is harmful sometimes to our relationship because I take on his stress and it's just bad timing sometimes with my work and his work and together it's insane at the same time. Uh, but she's like, sometimes with you, I just need my best friend, Daniel says, but it just seems like from this explanation, which is kind of, convoluted in some ways that obviously Danielle is dealing with a lot, that there's a roller coaster happening. And I don't even know if maybe Danielle even fully realizes how much of a roller coaster. And Lindsay goes, well, it's a little difficult, Danielle, because you're asking me to be this, but I'm also feeling shunned by you at the same time. And Danielle's like, how are you feeling shunned though? And she's like, well, I don't feel like you're supporting, you're supportive of my relationship. I, I don't, I don't feel, feel like you're supportive of it. And she's like, well, what does that mean? What what does support look like to you? And you know, does that look like just be me being quiet and not saying a goddamn thing? By the way, Danielle's got a mouth on her. You notice how she, this girl loves to curse. I love it too, but it, she loves, she'll always throw in a goddamn. She'll always throw in a bitch motherfucker. She'll always just go out there. Um, but she's like, yeah, I mean, I'll just keep my mouth shut. And then Lindsay goes, I mean, do you, do you want me and Carl to be together? And she's like, of course I do. Well, do you want me to be happy? Of course. And it's like, well, so if we're happy, why do you have such strong opinions about our relationship? And Daniel goes, okay, if we don't have this kind of friendship, you know, just tell me right now. But if my brother was spending a lot of money and time and so quickly moving on an apartment, going insanely fast, and I just turned a blind eye to that, you know, that, that wouldn't be me. I want you to be happy. And I feel like I am supportive. And (laughs) Lindsay's like, well, what do you consider moving insanely fast? And she goes, well, weddings have been thrown around. Marriages have been thrown around. Engagements have been thrown around and you guys haven't even hit the year mark. And Lindsay's like, so what? Well, if you want me to be a mute, Lindsay, fine. You will, you, you just don't want my opinion about it. And it's, (laughs) <laughs> Lindsay goes, well, do you want my opinion? And I'm like, well, I mean, to be fair, we do already know your opinion, Lindsay. <laughs> Daniel's like, about what? Well, about my relationship. <laughs> and she goes, well, obviously your opinion is that you want all of this. And... Lindsay goes, well, does that matter to you? And she goes, of course it does. Why are you so adamant about this is your opinion about my opinion? Why are you so adamant about this? By the way, Carl finally sees this from out from inside, outside. He's like, oh, you can tell he's like, oh, boy, what's happening here? Uh Oh, uh oh, people are wandering in and out and in and out. So everybody's kind of seeing this, but it's not a full blown fight, but it's an intense conversation. I was kind of this is a weird. It's a weird moment because I think Danielle was This is where her argument starts to fall apart a little bit because it is weird of like, listen, you've got to let people make their own mistakes. But you supposedly love these people solo. You also like them, you say, as a couple. So what if they're moving too fast? Now, the money thing on the apartment, fuck, yeah. Like, hey, could you get a cheap apartment, please? I I just get nervous about that from the get-go. But I am so scared of being homeless at at some point in my life. Um, And I really – I we're all just i i genuinely get scared about that but As a friend, you have to go, if you really like these people solo, you've got to give it a chance instead of just consistently nagging about the things that you don't like. Now, I do also, I'm kind of bummed about Lindsay, and I'm hoping this was more for TV than anything, is that I didn't think Lindsay had to go this hard of like, you know, there are certain things of like, you know what, maybe now's not the time after we just started rebuilding this broken friendship to like really nail, nail her down on exact feelings about my relationship. Because... You're not going to, nobody's going to win here, but at the end of the day, you're winning because you're in the relationship with the person you love. A lot of the times the relationship that is the best for you is not going to be celebrated by the world and you've got to be okay with that. It sucks because you want people to know how happy you are, how amazing this is, how much this is changing you for the better. And a lot of people don't see, but that's why love is sometimes just between those two people. It's not to inspire the world. I mean, that's great, but like, really? Really? I mean, I think our own journeys are so much more fascinating to each of ourselves and each other that we get strength for. But there, there's, it's very rare. And especially because as you get older, you realize how life works and the ins and outs that you look at somebody and like, damn. They make me believe in love, you know. Like it's like, love is such a personal thing, and love is different for everybody, right? Love doesn't come in just one sh- size, shape, or but you know. But like these are two people that Danielle truly loves, so that's when it gets weird because I feel like then there are other feelings coming into play. There's also the Roberto thing where they don't spend any time together, so of course she's going to be like, not even I don't think outwardly jealous, but she's going to be like, what a weird relationship. They spend all their time together. I spend zero time with mine. Like that's you know she thinks she's in a good relationship so she's like this is obviously weird it's just a lot so uh goes i'm not gonna live my life on your timeline and by the way was this the episode where we got the clip of like he wants to have babies with me and i want to have babies with him or did that already happen because if it did i thought it happened at this roof and maybe it just got cut out And Danielle says, I don't know how you're trying to spin this out on me. And by the way, I'm like, fuck, there's no spinning on this. You guys are both losers in this. It's like, that's why it's like, I thought that I was like, oh shit, maybe, maybe they're still friends. Maybe we were just sold a false bill of goods because they made up the beginning of this episode. And now we see that it is just temporary. The bandaid is ripping off right here again. And Danielle goes, listen, I'm, uh, I'm allowed To have an opinion about this, I'm allowed to be shocked. I'm allowed to feel weird about this, which I think she meant feel weird about how fast they were going, not weird about the relationship, but Lindsay heard weird about her and Carl together, period. Um, So Lindsay's like, you're allowed to have an opinion, but why do I need your blessing to date someone? Oh, sorry. Here's the, here, here's the title of this. (laughs) Okay. So Danielle goes, I'm going to take a breather. Everything is crazy pants to me. So this is where the title of this episode comes from. Who wears the crazy pants? Lindsay, I was right. Lindsay wears the crazy pants, but this was Danielle saying the specific line. Lindsay's face, by the way, is so intense. She has the Lindsay intense. Did you make a sandwich for me face? Did you make a sandwich? How many sandwiches have you made for me? Like, and by the way, Lindsay seems to be reveling that this is her home turf. Like, I'm going to bring you to my abode and school you. Um, So uh, it's like, I'm asking you a question. And Daniel's like, I think this is crazy what you're saying to me. And sorry, Daniel says, don't ask me how I'm feeling at all then you know, I'm amazing. Everything is great. I'm not going to feel sorry about how I ra- reacted about something. And I'm okay with that. And Lindsay says, okay, let's take a breather. Then Sam at this point comes in with Corey, these bang brothers here. Like you could tell they just like hooked up or something. Cause they're just glowing. Paige says, look who has arrived. Interesting. Sierra sees this as well. Paige says, well, they look good together. They're like, uh, Ken and Barbie. Sam tells Lindsay, I ripped my pants on the way over here. And I'm like, sure, you know, Corey ripped the pants to hell. Chris comes in. Hey, Chris, what's going on, dude? Okay. Uh, Kyle keeps eating. He's like, that's what I do. I just eat now. Danielle uh, is excited to see Corey with Sam and Sam with Corey. Maya comes in, Carl hugs her. And uh, Amanda asks Sam, where did uh, you two come from? And Sam goes, I don't know how to answer that. And Sam says, well, we had a date last night and we had a little date today. And she goes, Corey brings out the best in me, the big crazy parts that people are scared of. We kill people together. she goes it makes me want to see what else is there i listen i love that i love when somebody's like it brings out the part uh me like i i get to be me in the part that other people tell me is too much i get to be that with him i think that is kind of a really unique feeling for somebody to have that is in that position we see snapshots of their date over the last day i'm like god did you guys just photograph each other the whole date potentially they're on tv i don't know um danielle uh Says, uh, well, should I be worried about them? And Sam is like, the banter just never stops. We are just so witty together, so fun. <laughs> she truly loves both of them, her and him. And she's like, I invited him back to the house this weekend. And I'm like, at this point, yeah, you can tell Chris not to come. Corey, you're in. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Because you know Kyle loves it. Too. Oh, bro, Corey's there. Oh, fuck. I can get so fucked up now with somebody. Fuck yes! (laughs) Paige says, how exciting! well, now we need him to move here, so Craig will. I'm like, Paige, you just keep crying. Craig will definitely move there. Uh, Carol and her um, husband, or dude, uh, comes in. Carl's mom enters, and Danielle's like, look at you! Uh, Carl's mom meets Sierra for the first time. Carol sees Lindsay and goes, the woman of the hour, and hugs Lindsay. And Lindsay's like, hard day today. And she's like, yeah, I just don't know how to feel or think, you know, today. It's just always so weird. And <laughs> Carol says to Carl, walking in, I know you mom jokes. Uh, Corey is down in shots, he's partying up on the balcony. Sierra says, Okay, yeah, let's turn up on a Wednesday. Kyle hugs Carl's folks. That's how close these people are, they really know each other. And I will say that, like, these are like when real relationships is that you know, my friends in my life, you know, God, I, I don't make that. I, you know, it's so funny as you know, you don't make i don't make a lot of new friends i make a lot of new online friends like i guess like the only friend that i you know I, i'm Meditza, like she's met my parents and she's the only like you know internet friend that turned into so much more than i actually met in my real life but even her i hadn't met for a long time before but like she's met my parents she's met you know like but a lot of the, like all of my college friends and like friends that i had, when i first moved to la they all knew my parents My parents would come out every Thanksgiving and do a big thing. It was like the fun, like there were just memories that you're like, Oh, I really will have those forever. Um, and, and that's why I was like, you know, Kyle is friends with Carl's parents. These are real relationships. And I love, I love to see that. That's why these things, that's where like I always say, these shows work when real situations are presented to us. Um, So uh, Carol says uh, to Kyle, goes, you look pretty good for an old married man, which, by the way, is very funny. But, you know, Kyle's going to be in bed later that night going, what the fuck did she mean, my old married man? (laughs) Paige tells Gabby and Sam, she's like, this feels like an engagement party. And I bet part of them was like wonder if they're going to get a game. But by, by the way, I wonder if Carl could get that ring earlier. That would have been an engagement party. Just that's an interesting question. But once again, Paige poking the bear, kind of like, oh, what's going on here? And uh, Paige is like, listen, if you're moving into a $13,000 a month uh, apartment, do the math on this. And everybody's like, what? 13, thir- said $13,000? 13, $13,000 on this. What? $13,000. And Danielle sits down with them and she's like, uh, oh, are we going to, we're going to start the Lindsay hate again. And Sierra is like, uh, Hey, um, Danielle, have you and Lindsay made up? What's up? And Danielle goes, well, we had a good productive conversation at the party and I feel like we regressed today. So, you know, um, it's, you know, it's, she's just telling them, but I'm like, these are the wrong people. To be it's just funny, too, because it's like Paige does not want to move too fast. But it's like, why judge somebody in a relationship that does know what they want and wants to move? It's like two things can exist. Two things can be right. Paige can completely gaslight Craig into, you know, like not getting engaged to her. You're like, these are the reasons I'll miss my mom. Imagine when Craig and Paige are married. He's, he's going to really miss her mom unless the mom moves in with him. Um, but. And by the way, I will say this. Would Paige sit down any of any of her friends and tell them they're moving too fast? Well, they, they actually bring that up right there. Like, okay, Sierra, uh if If you think Paige is moving too fast with Craig, would you sit her down and say that maybe she's doing an irresponsible thing? And Paige says, listen, I've had Sierra call me and say, do you really think Craig is right for you? And I will hang up and go, well, that gave me a lot of good points. I really need to think about this. And my takeaway was like, wait, Sierra? If I talk to Sierra, I do want to like, Sierra, do you really call up Paige and say you think Craig might not be the right one? Um, Which, by the way, Sandra, will you – Make, if you're listening to this, will you make a note for me about that to ask Sierra that? Um, <clears throat> Carl takes Kyle into the home office and Kyle's like, I like it, man. Man, you guys moved in quick. God, you guys just moved in. It took me forever. Whoa, it was four years ago. Can you believe it? God, we hadn't even gotten engaged yet. And we signed the lease. And Carl's like, oh, so you're kind of like me then. Which another point of like, why is Kyle so butthurt about this when Kyle did a similar thing? But also potentially Carl and Lindsay did it four years later at an older age and they're more responsible about this. Carl is sober and they know how to put a closet together. They're completely organized. Like, I mean, that why are why are we bashing this so much? It's just it, it gets more perplexing each week to me. You could be annoyed by him, but why are we judging it so much? Um And he was like, anyways, that's why I wanted to bring you in here. Kyle's like, you didn't have your phone on you. Let me see the the thing. And Carl shows Kyle the ring. And Kyle's like, God damn. Whoa. He's like, yeah, I went and picked the diamond. And Lindsay, by the way, is wandering around. So they close the door and Kyle gets scared of the cutout of Lindsay in the office. And he's like, bro, how many carrots is the cushion? Which I love that Kyle. I love when men are like, yo, what kind of mounting you got on that thing? Whoa. What are we talking? Twenty-four karat. What are we talking? How many diamonds? What is the what's the clarity? What's the cut? Okay, okay, hot, hot. I love when guys are like, "Yo, uh, Carl, I'm just gonna tell you, dude. Um, uh, the magazine you need to get is Home Wedding. It is so beautiful. They got a great thing about making centerpieces out of little uh, tin can things. You're gonna love it, dude. Uh, I'm also gonna hook you up with my photographer. Like, I love that. Kyle's just like. What's, oh, what kind of setting are you doing? That's beautiful. Are you going to get insured? You should. Um, and Carl's like, it's, it's a big ring because you only do it once. And Kyle's like, ideally. <laughs> By the way, we also need to cut this little piece right here just in case something ever goes wrong. I don't want it to with Kyle and Amanda. We need to cut this little section right here so we can use it in memes someday. <laughs> Uh, I really hope just saying that out loud that that doesn't happen. Cause I was like, Oh, that's going to be so dark when I have to eventually make that meme if something happens. Um, Carl's like, I feel nervous, you know, looking at this makes me a little nervous. And I, I get why people might say that it's, you know, we're rushing, but I feel like it's the right move. And Kyle's like, dude, I've said it once. I'll say it again. You got to trust your gut. You're the only one that needs to feel a hundred percent. And I'm like, dude, I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Where were you saying this once, twice, or three times, six months ago when you were like, or like a couple weeks ago on summer else when you were like giving them all shit, like I'll trust your gut. He is trusting his gut. I will say this though. And I always say this to the audience. I've trusted my gut like two times in life, and I've been wrong about both of those things. So I'm not saying when you trust your gut, it's right, it's good, because then at the end of the day, you know you're responsible for it and you can't blame anybody else. But I will tell you, trusting your gut <laughs> leads you sometimes down really horrible paths. <laughs> I fucking hate my gut. My gut sucks. Now I just use it for food, basically. It's just food storage. Uh if my gut's like, yo, dude, I want to do this, I'm like, shut the fuck up, gut. You do not know what you're talking about. You've had your chance. Uh, If I'm going to use you probably one last time, third strike, you're done. I'm not going to even use you for food. I'm going to use Ozempic, um, new scene and, uh, we're going down to the Hamptons. <clears throat> We're finally to the Hamptons for the new weekend. Paige, Chris, and Sierra in a car. And Paige is like, horses would make good husbands. They're rich, tall, and big. And sometimes they have long hair. I'm like, Paige, sometimes your observations don't work. They're not all winners. I don't know where that, you know, okay. Amanda and Kyle get to the house first. And Kyle's like, Oh, you got a pretty big bag there. Pretty big bag. And Amanda goes, I wish you would narrate my whole life. And I'm like, he probably will be doing that. We cut to Lindsay and Carl there in the car. And Carl's like, how was my birthday, babe? And she was like, it was, I'm good. I'm good. And Carl goes, Wednesday was a lot of fun, but it was a lot. And I'm like, yes, this is very bland conversation. And, uh, <laughs> we go back to Chris in the car and they, uh, ask, about uh, his date. I guess he had a date with one of the denim wearing girls. And he took her axe throwing folks. And we get a cutaway scene of them axe throwing. It didn't even get a full scene. It just got off one of those flashback things of him throwing an axe and trying to put his tongue down this poor girl's throat. Um, we see him kiss her. And he was one of those kisser that he puts his hand on her face. He kisses her with the both hands. Like he's going to like just crush her face. Girls out there, uh, leave leave this in the comments if this is on YouTube. Do you guys do you like hands on your face smushing your head do you that kind of kissing um they're like well how was she at axe throwing he's like i told her if a beer came i would handle the axe throwing <laughs> dad joke anyways this girl's name is cassidy and she's like it's really it's fun there's a vibe there i want to know more about her which means i want to feel her boobs we cut to uh talking about the housewarming gifts and um Lindsay and Carl both agree that Danielle's The Sheep was their favorite one. And he goes, babe, what's going on with you and and Danielle? And Lindsay's "Well, well, the conversation always gets weird with her now. And you know it's like Carl she said to my face that Lindsay and Carl together are weird. It's not exactly what she said though, but I but that's how she took it and Carl's like, "Well, that is very hard to hear." You know, it's like, "Are you projecting, Danielle, about your relationship or your career working on your app? Like tell us what the issue is." And Lindsay's like, "I think it's obvious." 5:52 p.m. Danielle comes in, greets Kyle and uh, Amanda. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm on a high. We just hired a new app designer. And Kyle's like, well, I just had my first employee. Uh, I just had to fire my first employee. And, and Danielle goes, was it Carl? And he's like, no. Anyways, Lindsay comes in, brought like a 100 cakes and cookies that weren't used from their uh, housewarming party. We find out that Maya might not be coming. And Amanda's like, I don't know. I heard from Sierra she might something with a big wedding. Once the Once again, what the fuck? Is like if you don't want to be on the show, just don't be on the show. Why are you allowed to go to weddings By the way, Sandra, if I ever talk to Maya again, let's put this as a question. If you're listening, why the fuck are you going to so many weddings? Why do they make you not stay at the summer house? And if I, if the weddings are so important, just have them get married at the summer house. Like we got a job to do. We've need to binge drink on TV. Like what the fuck? I want everybody there. I don't want I want a full house. The house is better when it's full, period or start renting it out on an airbnb just to fill it in who knows so uh chris by the way carries the girl's luggage in paige and sierra and this is what chris should have been done doing from the very beginning to gain favor just like andrea did but it's too late chris sam and gabby come with Corey. which by the way that's the car ride i want to see that would have been a fun car ride um by the way, Sam is wearing these horrible cutoff jeans that she loves. And they're like, you forgot your pants. Carl, by the way, is making homemade pizza tonight with dough. And they're like, who's in? And there's a couple people. But Sam's like, well, I actually made a dinner reservation with Corey. And uh, I was like, oh, man, this is. Funny, like cor- like Carl's staying. So I was like, okay, Lindsay's staying, but Lindsay actually goes to this. And I but I, I was like, this is interesting. Carl's like, don't worry, we'll link up later, maybe. And I was like, this is good. See, Carl lets Lindsay go without him. Like they do have things else, you know, stay. Carl's gonna stay home and make some pizza with some people, and the rest of them are gonna go get fucking drunk. It does I will always say drinking sake bombs like they did are it's very fun. Homemade pizza, I don't know. You know, that's more of like a Wednesday thing for me. No, anyways, Corey wants to get drunk tonight. And she, Lindsay goes to Carl, Corey wants to get me drunk tonight. If I come home tonight drunk, will you take care of me? And Carl's like, yes, babe. Sierra and Paige are changing in like these pink and yellow outfits. They say they look like Easter. It's four boxes, 7.42 p.m. Bloop. Nope, Paige says, I'm not feeling these outfits. Ah, I'm just not feeling these outfits. Gabby and Carl and Danielle are staying behind. uh, And as is Kyle and Amanda. I'm like, Kyle staying in like, what is going on? Kyle wants to be out. I'm like wondering what happened here. If he was, if they were forcing him to stay behind, because this seems very not like Kyle to stay behind, to have some homemade pizza instead of going out to drink with the fun group, you know? Not the fun group, just the group that drinks. Um, There, Danielle and uh, Gabby are helping Carlito make pizza. Amanda comes down. Kyle, by the way, no shit is flat ironing his mullet at 8.23 p.m. I don't know why we needed a timestamp on that, but I wrote it in my journal. 8.23 p.m. Flat iron mullet. And Kyle opens this bottle of wine that I guess is gross. Everybody hates Says it's very fermented. 8.31 p.m. Why did we just get the time stamp for 8.23 and it's seven minutes later, 8.31? Summerhouse, what do you think is going on? Do you think we're like fucking lost in time? Like, wait, what day is it? What time is it? Wait a sec. Okay. Like, I'm so confused. And At a certain point, this has to be trolling the audience. We cut to the bar. They're all doing sake bombs. Lindsay's even doing one. She's having the time of her life. And Corey's like, Lindsay, I want to see you kiss all the girls tonight. And Lindsay's like, okay. And she turns around to Sierra and starts trying to kiss her. Sierra pulls back. And Corey's like, oh my God. And he pulls out his cell phone to get a picture. That's a very frat move too. of like Two girls kissing. Capture this on an iPhone. Quick. You only see this once in a blue moon. Anyways, Lindsay keeps doing it though. Like she always just like, does the joke too hard too many times? Um, so, uh, we cut back and forth from each dinner, the pizza, mellow dinner, and this dinner. And Kyle asks if she he misses, uh, his, his his lady, uh, Lindsay. And she goes, Yeah, I miss her a little, but I'm not like texting her under the table. I spend a lot of time with her. And Daniel's like, You do. I live with my boyfriend and I don't even spend that much time with him. And she laughs hysterically, like, ha 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 ha. And you see Carl's face, it's like, it was kind of rude. And Carl, like you could just tell he's like, what? And, uh, He's like, yeah, tonight I was like, go out with the guys and girls. It'll be fun. And Daniel says, well, when Robert has a day off, it's like Tuesdays, let's go Tuesdays with Bobo I think Daniel's like tipsy in this scene. Cause she says like just some weird shit. And then her reactions to the conversation that she's about to have with Carl is super weird as well. We cut back to the other dinner. Corey goes to the bathroom and they're getting lit and Sierra asks, Sam, what do you think about Corey? She's like, I love making out with him. And like, would you date him? Would you seriously? I don't think he has the capacity for a serious relationship and you know, I don't know if he's open to it, but. I love being in love, but forcing something into like a serious relationship. And then he all of a sudden hates me, you know, all those feelings, sadness, anger, you know, I want to keep this exactly where it is. But at the end of the day, Sam, I see you, you nailed it. You pulled in the Marlin. You got one. You got, you got, this is somebody that I I'm really shocked. Not that you got him, but I'm shocked. Well, not that like physically you could get it probably any guy, but I'm shocked that he came in from, from all the apps, you know, this guy could be fucking everybody, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm like, Sam, I'm actually talking. You know what I'm saying? Um, So Paige says, yeah, sexual chemistry is fun. I'm like, do you mean with your bed? What are your couch? What are you talking about? Um, We cut back to the other, um, uh, other dinner and they're like, oh, the dough was so good. And Carl goes, my dick is dough. I don't even know what he meant by that. I don't, I think he just said words. It was very weird. And he goes, Danielle, I want to talk to you by the way. It's, I know this is long overdue. So they go into this other room and, and, uh, Daniel's like, well, thank you for taking me into the office. Um, you know, and he goes, I know there's been a lot of conversations with you and Lindsay and the chatter, you know, it seems very complicated and I, I want to hear, uh, you know, and, and, Daniel's like, well, I want to hear from your perspective. Cause I had a conversation with Lindsay and, you know, and he's like, yeah, it seems like you made like, it was a good thing. And. Danielle goes, yeah, I thought she heard me and was receptive. But then something happened before your housewarming party, obviously, because it kind of broke down. And Carl's like, listen, you feel strongly. Lindsay feels strongly about our relationship. But I don't know if you're on board with it. Like we've been dating for 10 months and we have a history. We've known each other for a long time, you know, and it's like we dated briefly him and Danielle. But we're very happy, me and Lindsay. And I I, I love her. Do you not want us to be together? And. Danielle's like, no, that's not it at all. I love you guys together. I just, do I think you're moving hella fast? A thousand percent. And it's like, listen, you know, Danielle, I really appreciate you also being very helpful with Kyle when he was uh, going off. Because remember, Daniel was like, Carl, do something. He's yelling at your girl. And Danielle goes, whoa, so you only like when I'm defending you? And he goes, you questioning the speed of things, you know, but- you're questioning the speed of things in our relationship, but didn't you move in with Robert after two months? So like, and she goes, are you not shopping for rings? And he goes, yeah, I have. But I'm also like, and Danielle goes, screams into her pillows. "Ah!" which was so uncalled for and so sad to see. It was like, what did this, what happened here? What was the breakdown? It was so bothersome to see how bothered she was by the shopping for rings. At this point, let it go. They're in love with each other. Unless you're sitting on information, then what's the deal? You did move in with Robert after two months. What's the deal here? It's weird. It was so rude because this is something Carl gets so much joy out of, obviously. And then we have scenes from next, next week's summer house and we see a lot of more pool fights. Which I'm like, great pool fights. I love it. We see the results from fertility stuff and it looks like Sierra might've gotten a bad result. Um, and then we see this conversation between Danielle and Lindsay talking about a sisterhood they're fighting again. And then we see a, uh, a scene in the bedroom where Lindsay and Carl and Lindsay's like, I want my boyfriend to be like, you're a piece of shit. Get out of here. I think in regards to standing up for her, which is just not Carl's thing. He's already said this. And we see Carl go, you're being rude. Lindsay, just stop. Ooh, you guys, what an episode, what an episode, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I was very fired up about this. Uh, if you are listening to this on Patreon, I really, 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 really thank you guys so much for this. And I'm glad I got this out to you on time this week. Um, and that's it. I hope you're having a great week and I will talk to you very, very soon. But it's really nice. I will say I, I'm loving Summer House even more now because it is a distraction from Vanderpump Rules. And I cannot wait to start fully integrating a lot of other things back into the show. So anyways, have a good night, you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. New episode on the uh, main feed as well. Bye, guys.